I even heard, I think, them they were talking about ancient Egypt and how the women, you know, the way that they wore their hair, the wigs they wore, men, when they embodied the same kind of hairstyle, it was to show that they held that level of consciousness that the feminine had. So it was almost like they, not almost, they were learning from us. They were learning that in order to ascend and to achieve this ultimate sense of consciousness and being and hold this power, they had to learn how to embody both. This is a space for, but never limited to, people of color. We're discussing sacred plant medicine, pregnancy, parenthood, and more. You know, there's such a stigma on who can open the floor for conversation on these topics that are viewed as taboo or even inappropriate. This fact alone has made so many become fearful of the very thing that could help us rebuild families, create our own businesses, and most importantly, trust our role in this world as future ancestors. So wherever you are, take a cleansing breath and do your best to listen with an open mind, heart, and spirit, and let love lead the way. I'm your host, Taylor. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. The energy is wild right now, not gonna lie. You know, whenever I would hear about a full moon coming, even though I'm someone who feels it very deeply usually, I don't really acknowledge it until something physical happens. Like on an intuitive level, I know the energy is crazy, but on a physical level, I'm like, okay, I see this every day. We have a lot going on in the world right now. I don't think it matters who you are or where you are. On some level, by everyone, it is felt maybe in different ways, but it is definitely felt right now. From personal lives to public lives, we're all being affected by the shift going on right now. And it hasn't stopped, it's only been intensifying. And from what I've heard, I'm not an astrologer by any means, but I've been hearing as of right now, the veil is being lifted. Anything that is usually hidden beneath the surface is now making its way towards the light. Everything from UFOs to climate change, you're going to see something happen. So today is going to be a different kind of episode. Um, It is going to be speaking a lot to transformation and healing like we usually talk about here, but this is going to be a special episode, and this is something that's been coming up for me in, in downloads this week and things that I've been researching. So around this time of year is usually a rest period for me. Um, 
and one so because life usually changes in some weird way. I can say for the past two to three years, every year something has happened around September, early September. And it's funny because, you know, if you even think about it, the terrorist attacks <laughs> happened around this time of year. So expect big things and weird things to be going on in the world. Um, around this time of year, this time last year, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, September 7th. And two years before that, on September the 3rd, I found out I was pregnant with my son. So I'm intuitively feeling quite a lot right now. Not pregnant this time, <laughs> thankfully, but um, there's still internally a lot going on. I've been witnessing big shifts going on and kind of coming to this realization of the way that humanity has been running for some time now. And when you hear about it, you know, a lot of it lately has been, we live in a patriarchal society. I think that's very well seen and felt throughout the world right now. The way that there's been this constant control and need for power, this dominance, this overexertion of, I'm here, see me, respect me, I need my money, I need it now. Like, that energy has been so prevalent for quite a while. And I think it's become so normalized that it's easy to kind of write off and say, oh, that's just the way things were or are. So this morning I'm watching um, an episode on the Gaia app. If I don't know if anyone's familiar with it. Um, it's a platform that speaks a lot to consciousness, ancient secrets. You know, they have tons of little documentaries you can watch. And one of the ones I was watching this morning was talking about the divine feminine and civilizations that were once ran by women and how we kind of went from this shift from women in the way that they were running society ultimately and then the shift to the patriarchy. And I found a lot of it so interesting because, you know, women empowerment is a thing, right? And femininity talking about, you know, women taking their power back has been a thing, but it really like still has not been exuded in the ways that existed that predate, you know, certain times in history. And I'm listening to what's going on, you know, or what happened back then and how these were societies that were run in abundance and giving and it was a very fruitful time and you know art was being made and it was creative and all of this and I'm not saying that that has not been created within this time but I will say what I've witnessed within at least my time here in this particular realm and planet is that this constant like need to want to be somebody to prove yourself to exchange time for money and I know the way the world works, right? Everybody does. <laughs> and I keep saying, right, just to kind of confirm that if you're listening out there, that you may resonate in some way with what I'm saying. So if I repeat myself, that's why. And the interactions and exchanges that have gone on throughout the world, they don't feel, they don't feel familial, if that makes sense. It doesn't feel like giving to someone out of the kindness of your heart, but as in a way to say, hey, you better respect me because I'm here. 
And it feels that way on every level, whether we're talking about the weather, whether we're talking about jobs and career, whether we're talking about relationships and love. It's been a struggle to watch. And it only really became a struggle when I became more aware to what was going on. So in seeing the way that these societies were run at one point and the way feminine energy was respected and revered, and I even heard, I think, them they were talking about ancient Egypt and how the women, you know, the way that they wore their hair, the wigs they wore, men, when they embodied the same kind of hairstyle, it was to show that they held that level of consciousness that the feminine had. So it was almost like they, not almost, they were learning from us. They were learning that in order to ascend and to achieve this ultimate sense of consciousness and being and hold this power, they had to learn how to embody both. And I think that's something a lot of people still do not realize about feminine energy. We are creation. And because we are creation, we understand both energies. Very often you'll hear, oh, women are so sensitive and we cry about everything. And then we're coming to a point where women are getting more vocal. And then I've heard, you know, for example, men not necessarily being able to take it when we feed them back the same energy they feed us. But we understand it because we created it. And it's like when you look at all of creation and you look at everything that you've made and you see the image of yourself reflected back to you, I think for women, at least women who are aware of this, are more open to things like forgiveness and love because we understand what it is to feel rejected and feel not accepted because all of that is a part of creation. Feeling what that thing is and then also feeling the opposite of what it is. And very often you'll hear probably in the spiritual community, as above, so below, as within, so without. And that rings so true when you think about, and I, I say this a lot about, about like light and dark energies and the way that they're balanced. So a lot of, you know, these ideas are ancient secrets. You know, the, the ideas that people are still trying to crack the codes on right now to understand, okay, how can we ascend as a civilization? And I, I really truly believe a lot of it is going to mean listening to feminine energy and feminine nature because we hold that knowledge intuitively. And I'm just going to speak for myself, but a lot of the times when I go researching for spiritual information, because I, I love to learn new things, the amount of people that I see speaking, if we're talking about gender, are men. Because men are very rooted in like, they're, they're the logical part of the brain. They are facts and regulation and control and just like, if you, if you want to think about it in an abstract way, they're straight lines. Women are fluid. We are very accepting or tend to be more accepting of things, you know, to expand ideas because we're not just rooted in, okay, this is what it is. We can take an idea because of where our consciousness resides, you know, in the upper three chakras, if we're talking about that, because I know there's way more than that, but we won't even get into that today. But our consciousness that resides, you know, up at the top, the way that feminine energy is, we can take a physical act and make it abstract. 
giving it life in all different forms. Hence why you hear very often things like uh, the black woman is God. Why Africa is the origin of all the world's religions um, when we're talking about melanated beings. But I don't want to get too deep into that today. I want to kind of stay focused on this whole masculine and feminine shift. I said this in a reel not too long ago, but it's not about competition. Women do not want to be better than men. And it's not even about equality anymore because we understand on some level, actually on a lot of different levels, that we are all things. But I think that men very often still see us as just the, the opposite of them. They don't see us as them, which is really weird when you think about it because they came from a woman. Every person on this earth came from a woman. They came from feminine nature. They came from creation. And if you're thinking that you want to elevate your consciousness or become these things, while structure has been important for years and years and centuries and eons, the only way that structure came to be was through higher consciousness that is created by feminine energy. So I do not say feminine energy is better than masculine energy. Feminine energy is masculine energy. And I know that might be a difficult thing for people to wrap their heads around a lot of the time. I'm still wrapping my head around it. But it's really not that hard to understand when you think about it. This world is off balance right now. People are fighting all the time, being murdered, being killed. We're being manipulated through the media constantly. We are, <laughs> we're, we're still trying to prove ourselves. Even women, we do it too, you know, having this whole girl boss era because we still feel the need to equate ourselves to our counterparts. I wish that I had lived, and I don't even have to say I wish, I did. I believe in a previous life and body, I, I lived through one of these eras, which is why it's so easy for me now to comprehend this information. But thinking about the way society could have been run then and then switching to a patriarchy where you could kind of just like buy your way through everything and assert your, your authority and not care about who you hurt in the process or who you take away from in the process. And so when you do that, and you create a society like that where masculine energy is the ruling energy, we're no longer honoring the feminine, we have to take what we need, you know, get it in the moment and go. It's erasure. <laughs> it, it, it's literal erasure to think about us denying the very reason why we're here in the first place. And it, it's really hilarious to me, too, when I listen to all these different theories, because most of them come from men about, you know, well, maybe we live in a simulation and maybe we do this and maybe this is just one big quantum computer. Even if it is, let's think about a computer this way, like hardware and software. The hardware is the structure. It's the, the computer, the physical thing that we can touch. But then you have your software, which keeps the program running. That's creation. That's creation. Even if you have a big hunk block of you know, hardware, the internet, for example, would not be what it is without that consciousness to tap in, that 
internal software that keeps the spirit, the technology running. And these, these ancient secrets that they've kept, they have to keep them for a reason. I don't think there'd be any way to keep society down and keep people dumb and keep them uninformed and unaware and fighting and hating each other and saying, well, you owe me this and you owe me this. It's so easy to control us and to manipulate us. And it's, it's sad, but it's also really exciting because we're waking up again. It's no longer about the fighting. And I have never really had it in my heart to fight with anyone. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. It, it feels like wasted, wasted energy to fight for my place here when I'm a part of the creation that created all of this in the first place. So I, I've heard in the Bible before, um, as someone who was a, a church kid, that God created a, us in his, his image. Um, and then I've also heard people say, well, God is genderless and all of that, like, we're not talking about gender, we're talking about energy, and that's something completely different. I'm not putting a body on the situation because we're spiritual beings. That's almost disrespectful to just reduce it to, you're a boy and you're a girl. It's an energy. It is a way of life that is, it requires, and I've said this again, but I'll just say it just for emphasis, you know, it requires both. And when you think about all the dumb things that we fight about all the time, all the things that stress us out, whether, you know, it be money or feeling like our partners don't respect us or, you know, career, anything, all of that is rooted in our inability to mirror each other. We don't mirror each other anymore. We fight each other. We see the mirror and we punch it in the glass until it breaks because we cannot stand to see our images in each other. I've struggled for a while with accepting this masculine energy that lies inside of me because I believe I've lived all lives. I believe I've lived the life of, a, of, of feminine energy and I've lived the life of a masculine energy and now I'm in this place where both of them are aware of each other. They weren't always aware of each other and now that they are, it's like, okay, how do you work with them to help elevate humanity once again? Because that's another thing that I love, love, love about women in general. Women, feminine energy, whatever word feels comfortable for you. But we are so accepting. People can hurt us down to our core and we'll still accept them as they are. We still love them as they are. And I know like for a lot of people at this day and age, it's like, well, that's toxic behavior. Like, that doesn't mean that you have to continue to let yourself get hurt when you're willing to accept someone as they are. That's God consciousness. To love without expectation, to love without condition. And I think a lot of what goes on in the world still require, has a lot of, has a lot of conditions. Like, I'll love you if you do this for me. Or I'll care about you if you have this amount of dollars in your pocket. Or if you do what I say, then we can be cool. That's not, that's not love. That's not the highest frequency there is because you're still pulling from lower vibrations to get what you need. Love is all things. Love is hate as well as joy. It's acceptance as well as fear. But I think that can also be confusing for the mind to accept both things. It's hard to accept that into our reality because we're so preconditioned to think one way. 
to think that there's no other way to be than this way. Even in people I've heard talk about the divine feminine, they say, oh no, you're acting in masculine energy. You're both. You're both. You're not just one. In this lifetime, you may be in a feminine body. You may be, but don't think that masculine energy is not there. Don't think that it does not live inside of you. The dark feminine is there just like the dark masculine. The light feminine is there just like the light masculine. As of lately, <laughs> I've been going, I, I've been going through it, I won't lie. Um, and a lot of it is because I'm in this place where I still feel the need to prove myself, like I was talking about earlier. And that shows up a lot like when you think about social media and the way we've started presenting ourselves. Like even the way social media has turned into this whole business venture, like that's that's masculine energy too. Like um, it just made me think of something funny. I was reading up on like the symbolism of peacocks and the way that male peacocks, like how they strut and they show their feathers. And that's like kind of how they, they, they mate and then they get their attention. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like I thought the, the female peacocks might do that, but they don't. To need to strut and flex is a male thing. It's a masculine thing. Don't get me wrong. Women, we love to feel beauty and, and grace and but to have the need to get that energy from other people that can sometimes be masculine and I think it's just because that provides a foundation and structure if I'm liked and loved by people that gives me the energy that I need in order to sustain but will it help elevate you will it help get you to where you need to be Will it help you rise up from this grounding? Because a tree still has to grow at the end of the day. The tree has its roots and it has its foundation. But it wouldn't be anything if it did not soar up into the sky and extend its branches throughout all of nature and then provide seeds within you know, its branches to drop down all over the earth to help it grow in other places. This has never been about a, a war between men and women. It's the separation of the masculine and feminine energies in the world. It's about the constant stories of trickery that have been told to confuse us all so that we remain separate. Because no one can elevate if they stay separate. If you don't know that you're a part of something else, you're going to stay in your own little corner and you're not gonna to wanna to interact with anybody and you're gonna be stuck in your ideas. You're not fluid. You're not willing to be open. You're not willing to accept. You just kinda of like stay in your own world. How can we elevate that way? If you only think one way, if you have one black and white idea, how do you help change humanity? How do you help change a population? They're thriving right now off of everyone being distracted by their own agendas. When you're distracted by your own agenda, how do you have time for anyone else? Another thing I heard during um, that documentary I was watching was 
it spoke about how queens were, in fact, the first kings. And when you think, <laughs> this is this is so hilarious right now. So, and I, I don't want to mention that a certain leader just passed away. And the world has not stopped talking about it in the past 24 hours. But when you think about royalty and their ability to rule, you think, what does a good ruler do? Does a good ruler lead with power or do they allow themselves to be led? And I think over time, at least like within more modern society, women have been put in text saying that they have to be able to be led. But we, we already do that by example. We lead each other. And I think that speaks a lot to the education system as well, um, because these structures and curriculums are put in place that we're just supposed to blindly follow. But the thing is, I think when, when women follow, we follow with purpose. We don't follow for control. We follow because we know that there is something to be learned from everyone in every situation and every challenge. Whereas if you're looking at masculine energy some of the time, they tend to be threatened, thinking that, oh, they think they know more than me. They think they have more power. They think they have more control. Well, I'll show them. Like, And when I say all this, <clears throat> excuse me, it's never to say that masculine energy is bad. How can I say something that's bad that lives within me? I have two children. I have a boy and a girl. One is not better than the other. They are two different energies, two completely different energies. One is very vocal when she needs something. The other one is kind of quiet when he needs something. But they coexist. I think this is something people realize on like psychedelic trips too. Very often I hear them say, and by them I mean like anyone I talk to who's had a trip, they say, oh, I saw the divine mother, mother ayahuasca. You know, I, I saw um, the sacred mushroom mother, you know, come to, come to my vision. You think it's a coincidence we keep talking about mothers and women? So the acknowledgement is there. But are we carrying that out into this physical reality after? You have to do more than just do physical acts. You have to have the awareness there too. Because awareness allows you to step back into physical reality and to carry out whatever task you may need to fulfill the mission to continue life wherever that may be. It's very odd to me these days, even though it's become reality to hear you know, about billionaires going to the moon and people building these bunkers and wanting to go off grid and, you know, protect themselves because the world is going to shit. No, the world is rebound. It's resetting itself right now. This isn't just about religion or just about AI and VR and robots and, you know, global warming crisis. It's about the, the earth is resetting itself. I had this little analogy earlier that's probably, I don't know if it'll get lost on people, but I'll try to anyway to elaborate my point. So when we think about shapes, I think of circles, circle shapes as feminine, whereas square shapes I think are more masculine. Squares are lines, direct, to the point, um, <laughs> literally and figuratively, 
they don't they can intersect each other but like when they meet they cr- they cross you know now when you're thinking about a circle like if you were to draw circles within each other and I know these are like ancient symbols as well that I've seen people wear and that have been around for a really long time circles intersect each other and they can go on for miles and miles and miles and miles like you can keep drawing circles within each other within each other when I think about the solar system in the universe, every planet you see is a sphere. I don't see square planets anywhere. And I'm sure like maybe because I don't know that much, maybe someone can challenge me on that and give me a little bit more information. But the last time I checked and we talked about like different planets, Venus, Venus, Mars, Earth, Jupiter, these are spheres. These are circles. So I, I, I think about that as feminine energy as well. And that's what I mean when I say feminine energy is everything because we have these different planets, if you're talking like astrology, that represent different kinds of energy. Like Mars is a masculine energy, Venus is a feminine energy. But feminine energy, again, is everything. Because even if it's a circle and it's, or it's a sphere, it still holds a masculine power to it. It holds a certain temperature on that planet. It, it may be able to sustain life. So all this fighting that we're doing, like, it's kind of to try to tie that in, like, it makes no sense. (laughs) Because we're all a part of each other, whether we see it or not. In order for this world to have any true change happen, I think we're really going to have to awaken to these facts. I believe it's time for more women to start speaking out. And I know YouTube is a very vast place and there are women speaking out, but if you go on a YouTube search or a Google search, you're not going to find many women, at least not initially. You're going to have to go digging for them who are talking about these very complex subjects because these subjects are rooted in (laughs) very rational thought, very factual thought, very logical down to the point thought. But when we're talking about consciousness and expansion, that requires the mind to be abstract. And sometimes I believe that the only people who can truly get that point and that message across right now is a woman. It is what it is. It's the feminine energy. We understand both. We understand because we create both. Whether you've been a mother or not, you hold both in your system. You create that X and Y chromosome. And no matter how we got here, whether it was through, you know, the Anunnaki or, and I'm, I'm not going to go that deep on you guys because I know we don't talk about these things very often, at least not yet on this, um, on this show. But no matter where we came from, I think that feminine energy has existed since the beginning of time. It was the beginning of time. Clocks are in circle shapes. The earth, sphere, circular shape. The eyes, the windows to the soul, circular shapes. Think about all of these things. We hold creation within us. So anything that you might dislike or hate is a part of you. Anything you reject in your life is a part of you. Anything you think is separate or opposite from you is a part of you. My hope is that instead of focusing on the shit that this world is going to right now, we focus on the reset. 
we focus on how to change that, how to how to start anew. And I can kind of speak to that at least, you know, from a mother's standpoint, because it was at this time for the past few years that I've gotten pregnant. So my body was resetting itself. It was accepting a new soul and a new life being grown into myself. And then the nine months following that were not easy. My body was changing because it was accepting birthing new life. It was rearranging itself to make room and expansion for growth. And it was a hard period, I won't lie. I know some people have easier pregnancies than others. Mine was hard. Between being sick and constant emotions and not wanting to be pregnant and then wanting to be pregnant and disassociating and then reassociating, like, it was a lot. But, you know, it created something so beautiful. It created life. It was creation that was happening within, within me. And when creation happens, things have to get ugly and they have to get messy and they have to fall apart. Things fall apart to come together. They have to. They absolutely have to. Babies are not made. Art is not made. Structures are not made without getting your hands dirty, without getting hurt without having some kind of pain or confusion or separation. But the thing is, it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the transformation. It's a part of the healing. This world is going to heal. I don't care if it's on Earth, if it's on Mars, if it's on Venus. We're going to heal, but we're going to have to take our part in the messiness that's going on right now. And I don't mean becoming a part of it by indulging in it. I mean by waking people up, by using your voice, by using your intuition, by loving above all, by accepting, by having forgiveness. That same gentleness that we use with children, you know, the same gentleness that we're learning and relearning to have with ourselves, we have to have for the world around us. And that's really hard. It's not easy. That's like me telling you to go love somebody that may have murdered someone in your family or raped you or, you know, called you ugly or hurt you somewhere along the way. I'm not telling you to let that person back in your life. I'm telling you, accept that the dark and the light exist. And the best thing you can do for yourself in order to elevate is to love above all. I don't care who it is. Ascending means unconditional love without conditions. And I'm sure people will fight me on that. They'll say, you're wrong. That's toxic. That's toxic positivity. For me, that's my truth. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to be here for it. But what I've learned is holding on to the emotions of negativity. And when I say holding on to them, I mean making them a part of my everyday. I'm not going to act like they don't exist. They're there. It's part of the challenge. It's part of the growth. But holding on to them and then making them bigger than the love that I have gives them the power. I am all things, meaning I blend into every single part of my life. I blend into every single person I come across. It does not matter how different our opinions are or the things that we've done in life because we are all part of this cosmic, infinite universe. The circle keeps continuing and continuing and continuing and continuing. And it will never stop because that is the way that this, this dimension was built. 
So <laughs> this was a lot today. I, I just had a lot I wanted to get off my chest because this full moon energy, it, it, it's, it's speaking. And I believe the full moon is in Pisces. And I know Pisces is a lot about like that inner world too. And the inner world is manifesting in the outer world right now. If you watch shows like um, Stranger Things, for example, I'll throw in that real quick, the upside down. <laughs> it's the upside down outside. It really is. And there's no denying that. I cannot pretend that there is not something so ugly outside that makes you never want to associate with the regular world again or what you ever what you may think is regular. But that world coincides with the above, with realizing that there's also love. While there is hate, there is love. While there is fear, there is bravery. While there is rejection, there is acceptance. You get to choose. You get to choose which world you want to be a part of, but you also have to accept that there are both. That's deep shadow work. Knowing all the trauma had to exist in order for you to become better, for you to become healed. Knowing that you have to encounter people who have different opinions than you in order to stand firm in your truth and who you are. I'm sending everyone so much love right now. Because if I'm going through it like this, I can only imagine what the world is going through. But I'm on a mission. And my mission here on Earth has to be carried out no matter how uncomfortable it gets. No matter how scary it gets. No matter how tiring it gets. <laughs> there are days with my children where I'm like, damn, I gotta do this again tomorrow. But it's a part of the mission. You never get to stop being a parent. The same way you never get to stop fulfilling your mission here on earth even if you don't realize what it is just yet there are worlds beyond worlds that exist within one another and you're here to live whichever one you choose but have that awareness have that acceptance and do your best every day to understand what creation is So, <laughs> until next time, this has been the Tailored Healing Collective Podcast. And until next time, let love lead the way. Peace.
alchemist. Leave behind what no longer serves you. Remember, your physical body is only a system of transportation for the soul. Allow yourself to feel and forgive the past to move forward into the future. Connect with the self that wants to take chances to explore and be. Allow this version of you to become rooted in its new environment and surroundings to grow. Become a vibrational match to your desires. Take the hand of your old self and lead them into a new future. Feel yourself at peace, in flow, in tune, and at one with all that there is and all that there will be. The rhythm of the universe. It takes form inside of your soul. It is a vibration so powerful and intricate that it created you. Breathe. One, two, three.